Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 63, featuring a review of, I guess, two movies, uh, which we just saw in the theater this past weekend. We have Separation? Yes. And Mortal Kombat. So we'll get to those later. Uh, But first, uh, my name is JP, I'm one half of your hosting duo, podcasting on this May 4th, May the 4th be with you, 2021. Do you know what that is? Yeah, buddy, that's Star Wars stuff. Star Wars Day. Yes. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) It's not that funny. Yeah, whatever. Alright. Um... And, uh, that's Carly. Yeah, I am Carly. We are back. We are here. I am hungry. We are doing a pod. Feels like it's been a while. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Feels like it's been three minutes. More like ten, because you were... More like twenty, actually, because you were just wasting a bunch of my time! Oh. (laughs) Alright. But, yeah. So... Obviously, not much has happened in the past 10 minutes since we've last recorded. <laughs> right. uh, but how was your 10 minutes this 10 minutes? Uh, my, my belly is rumbling. My pork chop is just sitting in the stove waiting to be ate by me. And I'm recording two pods because we put off all these pods and there's no one to be mad at but, but myself. Actually, no, I could be mad at you. I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? Because you're just like, I feel like. I feel like you influenced me to put off pods. Because I feel like I'm like... I feel like you'll be like, you want to record... You give me the option. You're like, you want to record tonight? And I'm like, I don't really know. And then you're like, let's not. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yes. But we're... Whatever. We're recording. Hopefully we can get back on track again. Um, as we said in the previous ep... Uh, just been a long, long month, especially for you and everything. And I've been working a lot, so it's been kind of hard to watch moves and stuff. But we've, we've been going to the theater again a good bit. As you can see, tonight we're doing two reviews, so that will be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, without further ado, shall we get into what we have watched? Yep. Go All ahead. Right. Oh, no. Okay. And, uh, I don't have much. Um, I added a movie on here that I forgot about, but other than that, I will get into it. Um, I watched The Corpse a Bride, uh, which you had talked about recently, and, um, that movie, a Tim Burton flick that I had never seen before. Um, honestly, I'm not very, like, versed in his films. Um, of course, I've seen The Nightmare Before christmas and that's no that's i don't know that might be it maybe not i don't know i have to um, think about it beetlejuice oh yeah yeah okay yeah um batman which what the original 89 with batman with with uh michael keaton yeah oh okay then yeah uh um, peewee's big adventure no uh edward scissorhands no, I've never seen that one. That's what I. That's what I'm more so. Like I wasn't even thinking that he did Beetlejuice and Batman. I was thinking of the weirdo. Well, I guess Beetlejuice is kind of a weirdo. Batman one, Returns. But, uh, 
Oh yeah, I watched that as a blind spot. Uh, Mars Attacks. Not seen that, not seen that. Sleepy Hollow? Nope. Um, play, uh, oh, he, he, I forgot to tell you, he didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. What did he do on it? Um, I think he was like the producer or something. Because it's always labeled as like... Yeah, he Burton's just produced nightmare. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, I shall delete my channel. He did this story as well. Um, Charlie and what the Chocolate for... Factory? Uh, okay, he did that. Okay. Sweeney well, Todd? I've seen... No, I've never seen that. I've uh, not seen Dark a lo- Shadows? I've not seen Alice a lot in of Wonderland? The... I've not seen like the Johnny Depp era of films because I Dumbo. think those all look too... What? Dumbo. Dumbo? No! Big Fish? Nobody. Okay, I've seen some of his movies, apparently. I just did not realize that he made them, and apparently he didn't make A Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't know what poor Sap did, because, like, <laughs> no one knows that he did. <sighs> but anyway, the Corpse Bride, Corpse Bride, rather, not The Corpse Bride, because I went to log this on Letterboxd, and it's Corpse Bride. What was that? That was my phone. That's scary. Um, and, uh, yeah, I dug it. I liked the, uh, sort of claymation animation of it, um, and the story of it. But, uh, overall, I don't think it's, like, there's too much to the story, you know? It's kind of basic. Um, I remember that when this came out, it seemed like kind of a big deal to people, and I just never had interest in watching it. So I just watched it now because it's an 05 move and kind of dark and all that. And it was short. But overall, I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was decent. I gave it like a seven and a half. So I'm a big Tim Burton fan, apparently. After that, I watched The Red Shoes from 2005, a.k.a. The Pink Shoes, um, which it's not actually AKA, but it should be, and it should just be called the pink shoes, or you should have just actually used red shoes in your move, because that would have made the move make a lot more sense. But anyway, um, again, JP talked about this a little bit, but uh, in the previous ep, that is, that we recorded 10 minutes ago, but I thought it was, um, I thought it had some decently creepy moments. There's a really creepy part on, the, on an elevator. Um, again, this one feels very sort of Ringu, Juwan inspired esque at times, uh, but uh, it definitely had its creepy moments. I thought it kind of slogged on in parts, and story got a little bit messy, but uh, I liked it for the scary aspects that it did have, but I did think it could have been a little bit better, so I gave this one, I think, like a 7 out of 10. Then after that, um, my friend Kaylee, she wanted to go to the drive-in the other day. It was very impromptu. Um, I invited JP. He very rudely just said no, and that was it. And uh, so I just went with Kaylee and our other friend Sarah. And they were playing Mortal Kombat, but since I wanted to watch that with JP, and he rudely said no to going to the drive-in that night, uh, you know, I didn't want to watch it in the drive-in because we were going to go the next day to see it. So, the other options were King Kong, or, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong and Rampage. Um, I'd already seen that, obviously. And uh, Mortal Kombat was playing along with Nobody, which, of course, I already saw. And then the other option was Tom and Jerry and Wonder Woman 1984. So, 
we decided to go with the Tom and Jerry one because I, I did enjoy Tom and Jerry and I thought it was funny. So we went with that one, uh, went to our local drive-in and uh, yeah, I had I had a fun time watching that movie again because I, I thought it was a fun film. They, on the other hand, were bored and didn't think it was that funny. So, uh, you know, they suck. Usually, <clears throat> I know I was really mad. I was like, I feel like you guys aren't getting the joke and did they, they laugh like, at oh. the fish part? That's the best part. No, they didn't even. I was like, I. That's the part that I was. I was mad. I was like, I feel like you guys didn't understand the movie. Like that part with the fish. Like that was like funny because he was like real serious, thinking that her joke was serious. And and then Kaylee said that she did understand the jokes, but she's just not much of a comedy person. And I did. I knew that about her, honestly. But I. I don't know. Whatever. Screw them. She like she fancied the part at the beginning where uh, that guy, the landlord, is showing Jerry around and says "Mouse House" and asks if that is copyrighted. Um, but I had fun. Uh, we didn't stay for the Wonder Woman because one, we were kind of tired. Kaylee drove. I think she was burnt out and it was past her bedtime and she just wanted to go home. So, which was understandable. And two, we all kind of heard the movie was garbage. And three, Sarah actually had seen the movie and confirmed that it wasn't that great. So we did not stay for that one. But it was still nice to just go out to our local drive-in for the first time uh, since last summer. So that was that. And then lastly, this is the one I'd forgot about that I watched the other night. And that was Hard Candy from 05. Um, you know, it's kind of classified as a psychological thriller movie. I saw this movie back when I was probably too young to be watching a movie like this. Um, I think it was like on demand or something, and I just thought it sounded interesting, so I put it on. Uh, I don't remember what age I was, but I know it was not, maybe not super young, probably like 10, 11, somewhere around that, but still. Um, and I remember thinking like, well, that movie was screwed up. And I never watched it since, so I was kind of looking forward to giving it the rewatch for the 2005 show. Um Patrick Wilson, which is weird seeing him in this flick because he kind of, I feel like this is before, well, I don't know, I'm not really familiar with all his work, to be honest, but I feel like it's before he really kind of got famous because, you know, you then got him in Insidious and then the Conjuring films, of course, so he kind of became big for those, but uh, in this film, he's just like average young pedophile guy. Uh and then you have Ellen Page at the time, a.k.a. Elliot Page now. and uh, You are canceled. No, buddy. You well, dead-named uh, her. I dead-named her? Him. What does that mean? You're not allowed to say their name, their old name? You dead-named him. The, listen, like, she was a girl in the move. The whole plot of the move is about her being a girl. So I'm going to, like, yeah, okay, she is a boy now. Uh, from now on, I will refer to him as a boy, but in talking about this move, they're a girl. So, that is what I shall say. Um, but he did have, like, a boyish haircut in the move. Uh, but anyway, uh, Elliot Page's performance was really good in this, I think. Uh, just, they have the personality... They, they, like, nail it really well. Of course, this came out the same year, I think, as Juno. Maybe maybe two years prior. I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe. I, th I feel like it was the same year. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying things. But uh, I think they are a good act hair. So, I really enjoy Hard Candy. But is it whore hair? Is it whore hair? We shall find out by the end of the week. So, 
that's all I watched. That is all I watched. That is all I watched. Where have you gone? I'm right here. Oh, well, you keep not replying when I say that is all I watched. So. It is your turn to say what you have watched. Um, okay, so... Let's see. Uh, after 2001 Maniacs last week, I watched Wolf Creek 2005. I think probably one of the films I was most excited to revisit. Um, that was my 64th Survivor 5 film. And uh, yeah, the it holds up, man. It's just very good. Like, in my opinion, from the time that Mick Taylor arrives uh, till the time that they go to sleep by the fire is like some of the most uncomfortable type of horror out there like whenever he's like uh can you give me a ride and he's like can't do he's like see you're going this way i'm going that way you know like just like the, the way that he is man like i can't think of all the examples off the top of my head but even like even when he's like you know the the one dude's like by the campfire and he's like you know it must be fun living out here and and blah 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 and he's like you know he's like saying cool shit like that ain't a knife this is a knife and then the dude just like stares at him like uncomfortably long without smiling or laughing or anything yeah and then when the girl walks up to him at, at the car and she's all like you know we'd like to leave as soon as possible and he's like, yep, no worries. <laughs> and it's, like, uh, real awkward because she's, like, basically trying to tell him to hurry up. Yeah, and he's just not giving her reassurance. Yeah, he's just so good. He's so, so good. Um, the the original um, screenplay for this film was written in 1997. Um, and it was, like, more of a straightforward slasher film. Which makes sense. Because um, the the really smart horror film didn't really exist yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scream had just come out, and it, and it came out late 96. So uh, it's possible that, you know, after thinking about it a little bit longer they and seeing a few more films coming out, like, they really did... The, the smart horror villain was, like, the, the wave of the future. Um, so anyway, um, I think it's a great movie. Yes. Uh, all right. And then I watched Jennifer from 2005, one of the masters of horror films. I think there was about half the season we were able to watch for 05. And, uh, Jennifer is my favorite masters of horror episode period. It is of course directed by Dario Argento, who is one of my favorite filmmakers and uh yeah i just think this is such a cool little blip in dario argento's filmography because it's it's very sort of american but it still has like a little of italian edge to it um i think the music's really good and i just think the story is like really creepy and cool right you don't like jennifer no i like jennifer it's like the best one you think yeah, I think it's like the creepiest one, yeah. and it's most well done. Mm-hmm. I and remember gory. 
I remember uh, picking this up on DVD back in the day and watching the special features about how like um, John Landis was saying how Dario wanted to have um, her have like he he they I think they shot her vagina like they made a fake vagina yeah and it was supposed to be like all gross and like just raw meat looking <laughs> um, but they didn't let them put it in the episode <laughs> i see um so yeah jennifer uh, it's like a nine out of ten to me uh, i love it uh then i watched house by the cemetery part of the last drive-in with joe bob uh eli roth uh second appearance um his first appearance was on mother's day uh yeah uh, house by the cemetery has grown on me tremendously over the years when i first seen it i thought it was like pretty trash but now, like, I think that it's actually a pretty solid atmospheric horror movie. And it's funny, because, like, Joe Bob doesn't love Italian films, you could tell. So he kind of, like, picked it apart a little bit and then, like, asked Eli Roth to explain, like, how this works, how that works. And, and there's definitely questions in Italian films that just are never answered. And it's nice to see Joe Bob sort of be objective about it a little bit, because people that love Italian films are so much more forgiving than they are with American movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I really believe that. Me too. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, it's like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. Um, Beneath Still Waters from 2005. This was uh, the Brian Yuzna film that came out this year. Nobody really talked about this one, so I was like curious about it. It's not really that good. Sort of has a, like an HP Lovecraft type of element to it. Um, there is some cool stuff like underwater. Like there's this town that's sort of flooded and stuff like that. And um, there's like a lot of underwater scenes. And there's actually some good practical effects in there. But I just, man, it's just is a freaking boring movie. So I gave that a five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched House of Wax, 2005. Uh, this was definitely a really fun rewatch. I remember when this came out, I remember thinking like, oh, that wasn't so bad because everybody was shitting on it. And mm. House of Wax and Black Christmas, the remake, the two re- those two remakes, we played all the time at my in my friend's basement. We just watched them all the damn time. And uh, yeah, I liked the movie, uh, but I hadn't seen it in since those days in the basement probably maybe i watched it one other time after that but yeah i think that it's a a pretty fun movie i think it holds up there's lots of like like horrible scenes in it like this girl gets her fingertips cut off which is just horrifying it's done really well uh some of like the people dipped in hot wax is like really uncomfortable and kind of torturous um pretty cool killers and stuff like i think and and honestly like the end sequence where like the whole wax museum's on fire and stuff like it's a little over the top but it's still kind of cool so you kind of like accept it but yeah i really liked it it was a good watch um and then i watched dark water 2005 uh i told you that i actually really enjoyed this one I think maybe if I had watched the Asian one anytime recently, I would have not liked it. But I haven't seen that Asian one since like 2014 or something. So it's been a really long time. 
and I've only seen it that one time. But uh, yeah, Dark Water was pretty pretty solid. I thought it was bland. It's a little bland, but it has Jennifer Connelly in it. I don't care. She's a very attractive woman. I know you think that, buddy. I know. I like it. All right, buddy. Um, okay, then I watched An American Haunting, which I, I wanted to like. I like this story, especially when there's that whole, like, incest thing going on. Spoiler. Yes. Um, but I thought the sound design was so bad. It just was, like, so loud and over the top and, like, just didn't let the movie be scary. It, like, wanted to help it be scary. And it was, like, sucky. I, it was really annoying. It was, like, a frustrating watch. And I, like... I, it, like And it felt wrong for, like, the period piece, too. It was, like, too modern. Like, the, the editing and the sound. You know? No? Yes, buddy. Sure, yes. Okay. I'm um, trying to get my pork chop. <laughs> no. Please. You, wait. Um, okay, I'll speed it up. I'll speed it up. I got a bunch of matches of horror here anyway. Um, right, chocolate. Uh, really not a horror film. Not really good. Kind of weird. Um, McGarris. Uh, <laughs> Homecoming. Um, this one was Joe Dante, and it was a really weird watch because when I had seen this when it came out, this was actually the second episode I ever seen after Jennifer. Um, and then I, I watched it again later on. And then I watched it for 22 shots. So I've probably seen it three times. This will be the fourth. I've always hated this episode. I always thought it was boring. It was like stupid. Um, but now watching it after being an adult and being much more engulfed in politics, I kind of appreciated it a little bit. It was saying some cool shit. And it, and it honestly felt in the lines of like something Romero would do. So I kind of liked that. No? Yeah. Where did you go? Hello? 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 But can't you hold down the damn fort for like a second? Are you on the toilet? No! Fuck, I knocked over the mic! Oh. Yeah, I can like, hold down the fort. Okay, well, hold it down. Like, I hold down the whole fort sometimes. Whenever you're, like, completely ignoring me during pods. Yeah, I was typing. No, no typing for my entire what we watched? Mm-hmm. All right, well, keep holding it down. I just need to get a knife. Okay, but did you like Homecoming at all or no? I don't remember. It's been, like, <laughs> I watched that one, like, first. I watched all those Masters of Horror Hair first. It's okay. I don't like politics. I think they're stupid, and I think you're all stupid who like them. There. <laughs> All right, and then Dear Woman. Um, this one is a lot of fun, actually. Directed by Carly's favorite, John Landis. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's ridiculous, but it's kind of cool. And I like the Native American mythology and stuff like that. The chick was really hot. Um, and the lead's really fun too. Uh, the lead, the lead uh, investigator. Uh, and then finally, the last that were eligible for Masters of Horror was Cigarette Burns. Uh, this is the John Carpenter one. A lot of people think it's the best story. I don't, but I do think it's pretty cool. It's kind of weird seeing Norman Reedus in this role ever since, you know, he became, like, such a huge guy. Um, but 
yeah it's it's about uh, a dude trying to find this this uh lost film that was supposedly sparked a homicidal riot uh at its premiere and which was destroyed afterwards allegedly <clears throat> um i like these type of like finding a lost film type thing and uh i pre i appreciate that sort of concept and and this one does a pretty good job with it, it it's really cool really cool effort from john carpenter there um definitely one of the better episodes uh and then i watched hostile um one of my all-time favorite movies uh i watched it and was like man this is really good and i still was picking up new stuff that i didn't notice before i was very disappointed to find out that moods was not like the biggest fan of this one anymore um I don't think he thinks it's very good, which is kind of surprising to me, because uh, I do think it's it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. Love the movie. Uh, then I watched Nariko's Dinner Table with Carly. Uh, it it was um very long. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we gave it a hundred and fifty percent effort fully. If I could be like full disclosing, I'd probably need to watch it again to really. Um, give my true thoughts on it i did think it was cool that it sort of ran parallel with uh suicide club but i barely remembered that movie so all i remembered was like the the role of flesh and the train suicide which is prominent yeah. in this film but you know it's about this girl who is like feeling um isolated and basically runs away and sort of um gets involved in this family circle thing which she learns about on the internet and it's basically um it seems like a cult you know what i mean that's what you're thinking okay she's joining this cult thing here and then it, ha it has to do with the 54 girl high school suicide thing as well um it was a pretty cool movie uh not didn't love it or anything like that entirely way too long it's like two and a half hours um not not only is it two and a half hours but there's like an eight minutes on that so it's like two hours 38 minutes which is just to me like even way worse it's like wow <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh sign sano he proves again why he's a great filmmaker but yeah um and then we have tamara uh this one is about a girl who is like bullied and picked on in school and these high school students decide to try to prank her because she has a crush on their their teacher and it ends with her dying and it's sort of like i know what you did last summer type thing and they basically uh hide the body but then she comes back to school and acting all weird and she starts getting revenge on everybody i actually really like this one i thought it was pretty good yeah, I like that one. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then finally, I watched The Devil's Rejects. Which, of course, is a classic. Uh, Rob Zombie's best film, perhaps. Uh, I love, love, love the opening to that movie. With, um, you know, the shootout, and then the freeze frame, and then them running away and all the stuff with bill mosley is like extremely horrifying yeah like when he's like i want you to pray to your god right now 
that he strikes me dead. Uh-huh. And then he mocks him. That's that's sad. I like when uh he's like, Mister, we did everything you said, and Bill Mosley's like, Well, first of all, I didn't say anything, yeah. and then he like flips out. <laughs> he's I'm like, calling oh, the motherfucking shots. <laughs> he's like, No, first of all, I didn't say anything. Dude, he's but, just so toxic. Like he's yeah. just walking. He's like, he's like. I like I feel embarrassed, to, and this is why I know some people hate Rob Zombie, but it's like I feel embarrassed to say some of the lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he's talking about like the wife's pussy stank. Buddy, no. <laughs> On his gun and stuff, he's like, he's like, hope it don't rust the barrel. Like he's just a cunt. He's such an asshole. I always think. Like, I'd be embarrassed to be the woman who played the wife, because I'd be thinking everyone would know about my pussy stank. Ah! Uh, I said it. <laughs> ah. I cringed myself. Uh. Um, but yeah, and like... <laughs> like, he's just an asshole. He's like... He's like, uh... You know, it, does she like when you vomit? Is that, like, part of the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then, of course, Baby is like a cunt too and like even when she's like i bet all the girls want to fuck you and he's like <laughs> what he's like you he's like what'd you again? say he's like you can't say that say that again <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> and then like i forget that dude's name but he's like the fat dude with the he's like a comedian or something but where he's like he's like uh you know, what do you think a rodeo clown in or whatever? He's like, boy, are you crazy? He's like, are you high? And he's like, uh, well, yeah, but no, no, <laughs> not right now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and everything is just so like, even, um, why Dale mm. is like crazy in this one you know what i mean like he's he's just nuts like the brother of the other wydell yeah um that's stuff that i didn't really appreciate like in the past it was all about the devil's rejects to me but like he's like just as damn crazy as them yes he wants to avenge his brother yeah and then like mother fire firefly is pretty vile um, Captain Spaulding is, is great and funny as well. Even Ken Forey is awesome in this one. Um, it feels like it captures the 70s so well. It's just a good movie, man. And even the ending, like the first ending with Tiny is really sad. Yeah. And then like the last ending, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Such a good horror film. Yeah, good move, good move. Good move, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, all my watches. I was watching Strange Circus before we got on, but I didn't finish it. Okay, so lots of incest. Yep. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that movie's gross. So what next? Now we shall do our reviews of the moves. Alright, so uh, we went to the move theater and we watched separation first uh go ahead and get into that all right all right the thing here is atrocious wait where did it go i lost it where has it gone here it is 
Um, it says, a lonely little girl finds solace in her artist father and the ghost of her dead mother. <laughs> that is the plot. Um, basically, you have... Movie starts out, this little girl's kind of like playing in the attic, and her dad is downstairs showing off uh, these drawings he's done for like uh, some comic series that he was trying to get off the ground with his wife. He's showing it to like uh, this other woman who you don't really know who she is at first. You assume like maybe it's a girlfriend, maybe it's a babysitter or whatever. And, uh, you know, the wife comes home. She's clearly like a busy sort of workaholic type woman uh, and she's pissed because uh, the daughter kind of gets hurt and she feels that her husband is irresponsible and he's been unemployed for a long time so she's like I am divorcing you and not only that but I am taking our daughter and you shall never see her again because I'm a cunt and uh, she just goes full on bitch like right away and there's like a big you know sort of custody thing going on and then one thing leads to another and the mom ends up dead and uh the little girl starts well kind of the father too like they're both having these scary dreams and uh the girl starts essentially seeing the ghost of what she believes to be her mother in a way so that's sort of the plot there and uh you know she's now the dad's kind of raising her and he's like what the hell is going on here and all that so what did you think of the move okay so first of all <clears throat> this guy is like he had a successful um art thing before all this like you could tell that he was on his way to make it um beforehand so he had this concept called like the grizzly kin um which mm -hmm. was like sort of these darker little cartoon horror characters and they were supposed to make like a show or a movie or something but they wanted to change the animation style to like cg or something he didn't like that so he walked and it could have been like probably millions of dollars versus nothing so he's still kind of obsessed with the the, the grizzly kin and even like sort of like share them with the daughter and stuff like that. So you get the feeling that like the the grizzly kin is sort of like these. Um, it's like this um, sort of like amalgamation of of that into like a spiritual thing. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, the whole stuff with the mother leaving him just feels like it. It feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. because we just enter the story when this happens we don't have the context of like okay this would have to be something that built up over like a long period of time and this is just the the like final of it but it's like the reaction from like the husband and like just like it doesn't really make sense to me and i feel like it comes off really unnatural like, you don't go from letting someone live with you to kicking them out and taking the kid in the same day, right? Like, there's a there's a progression mm -hmm. to that. First first move would probably be having them move out. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Then maybe divorce. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe custody. 
it's like all this happens like on the same day and you're like what <laughs> like you know this feels kind of unnat. like so they they go from being together to her kicking him out wanting divorce and custody in the same like one hour period yeah she acts like he's like this abusive monster and really he's just kind of like <laughs> me to the a dad who yes normal during the day but at night it turned to a monster um, but he's just a normal dad who kind of, you know, is just unemployed right now. And he's a little irresponsible, you know, kind of, you know, almost like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire or something like that. But yeah, the mom just seems like she's going overboard. And on top of that, you have her, her father, who's like a total dickwad. And he's all like on her side, like, yes, I want to make sure my granddaughter is safe. And it's just super dramatic. Yeah, they haven't bent over a barrel because they're rich and he can't afford like a snack so he has like no lawyer or nothing but like i could tell you this like normally they're not gonna just take they're not gonna just give a hundred i mean maybe if you have a really good lawyer or something that they'll you know might be corrupt and stuff like that but there's no evidence that this guy's a bad father other than the fact that he just can't provide so I feel like that at very least he would have visitations, which would be I think fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He doesn't need full custody or even joint custody. Like just even weekends would be fine for this guy. Well, and he also all he has to do really is go get a job, and that's like half the battle. Yeah, go so get a job like... in your own place, and I doubt they're going to take your kid away from you completely. Yeah. You know, under that situation. But, like, even him, he's, like, he's, like, long... He's, like, a little too resistant to getting a real job. Mm. Like, like he... It lasts too long. You know, like, he eventually caves and gets a job. But, like, even for him, who you're supposed to be rooting for, like, even for him, you're like, dude, come on, just go get a job, man. Yeah. Um... I'll say this, like, the first scary stuff was, like, really scary, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool, you know? It's like, it's like that creepy, like, insidious type of scary that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I don't know, it doesn't really last that much, and, um, the whole, like, combining this family drama with this sort of, like, spiritual ghost entity drama, it doesn't really make sense in the story. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they, the trailer looked like a pure insidious type horror film, like, totally scary. So I was surprised by this, um, I told you, it, kind of, it almost reminded me of that, uh, Mama movie that came out several years ago. I was still in high school, I think, at that time. No, that you, we, no we saw Ma together. You definitely Mama! were in high school. Mama! With the, um... You know, Ma's why? house where they go and No, dumbass. Drink and why would this at all remind me of that? Shut up. I don't know. There was no ghost in that movie. It doesn't remind me of that. I'm talking Why'd about Mama. Why'd you say it then? Mama! Why are you saying it twice? Uh, I'm not saying Mama. I'm saying Mama. Like, the that move where the, the girls are like mama. feral when they get found and then there's like a ghost woman like coming at them. That's all I'm saying, buddy. Okay, well, this is, we're not talking about ma-ma. We're talking about separation separation. Shut up! You're stupid. Like, well, you do anything for cheap t- every title out twice. I'm not throwing it out. Buddy, have you ever seen Mama? 
have I seen it twice? No, Mama. I've seen Ma twice. Ma, Ma, I guess. Uh, okay, dude, that's not the move I'm talking about. Anyway, um, that's for the normal people that know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. That's what this movie reminded me of. And it was a little disappointing, because I thought this is going to be super creepy. Like, I actually thought it looked creepy by the trailer. I didn't think it looked like garbage, uh, horror hair, ghostly film, or anything like that. Um, I thought it was going to be something uh, refreshing. And it, it wasn't a bad movie, but it just wasn't scary as I was hoping it would be. And it does try to be more of a family drama. And then you have, like, this weird sort of thing at the end that happens too and it's like okay cool but then like it's in correlation with the other thing that's happening so it's like weird but um i just thought it was okay you also have some comic relief in it with that uh that old douchebaggy like co-worker guy that like went to school he's like super blunt and mm -hmm. just like a uh, typical douche like successful a-hole type character i like that yeah but yeah, yeah. no i i i thought it was like I actually, I was actually more interested in the family drama than I was like the, the ghost spiritual stuff. Like, like I was actually pretty invested. I was getting mad. Yeah, you're like they can't do this and that. They need a boy hair and stuff. And I'm like, I was getting here to pissed. I was like, why is this lady yeah. being such a bitch? Like she clearly knows that the, the, the dad loves the little daughter. Like, oh, you're gonna be all pissed off because you showed her Terminator? Big fucking whoop, crybaby bitch. Buddy. I'm just saying, it's just Terminator. Well, <laughs> the little girl's like, I'll be back. <laughs> He's like, it was one of those situations where she was watching cartoons in the corner and I was just watching Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I did like the performance of the, of the father. I thought he was pretty good. Everybody was good, actually. The, all the acting was good. Mm -hmm. um man people are tearing this film apart online though it has like <laughs> lots of uh it has a 1.8 average on letterboxd mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy um i actually think that it's a lot better than people are are saying that it is but it's it's even hard to find a a semi-positive review um so yeah, uh, let's get into letterbox reviews. Um, got a positive one, kind of, from Brian Collins. Only of use for us very small contingent of fans of Dead Silence, The Boy, and White Noise. If you're down with at least two of those and also Junkie 70s Paperback from Hell, you should enjoy yourself. So he gave it a 3 out of 5. Alright, and this one is from a person, oh, and of course, this is hard, actually. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Brian Collins is, uh, his favorite films are Halloween, Armageddon, Fletch, and Shocker, which is weird. Yeah, it is. Um... And this review from Bob McQueen... Uh, whose favorite movies are Zero Woman, Red Handcuffs, Ricky O, The Story of Ricky, Hakaruku, Proxy War, and The Transgressor, all Japanese films. Um, 
he says, Half Star, who greenlit this? How does something so bad get made? Why did I watch this sober? Yes. Um, I don't think it's that bad. I went ahead and no. gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I think... I think I gave it like a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, last one. <sighs> I mean, yay, I love potting. <laughs> but, okay. Mortal Kombat was the second feature of the night. It was the second feature of the night. Let me see. Where is the John? Um, okay, so. <clears throat> Washed up MMA fighter Cool Young, unaware of his heritage, and hunted by Emperor Shang Tsung's best warrior Sub-Zero, seeks out and trains with Earth's greatest champions as he prepares to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stake battle of the universe. Mortal Kombat. I... I will say, I've never... I've not seen the 1995 Mortal Kombat. So there's that. Um, but... I... I, I've, <clears throat> I watched it a couple years ago, actually. It... Um... But, yeah, uh... It's kind it of starts hard off. Look. It starts off as um, Crazy Samurai 400 versus one, and then Shut it up. becomes a real move. What? Um, no, I think that it was. Um, I don't know. Like for me, <laughs> I liked it more when I was like fresh out of the theater, but I started liking it less when I thought about it more hmm. like i think they did if if i will give them props for one thing i think they did a really good job of bringing the characters to life like when i'm watching it like sub-zero feels like sub-zero scorpion feels like scorpion but slightly hmm. different kung lao feels like exactly how i would think kung lao would be Liu kang um a little less came off a little bit more generic raiden could have been a little bit better too um kano perfect sonya really good jack's really good although i would have liked to see a little bit more with them um shang Tsung, a little bland i would have liked to seen a more a little more villainy in that that like his best part is the the soul sucking of kung lao's Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. Uh, um, Goro is... I, I feel a little disappointed with. Uh, I thought Cabal was done really good. I liked some of the um, nods to other characters like Nightwolf and stuff like that. Um, I thought... What's his name? Gage? The... Cole. Main dude? Cole. Cool. Yeah, I thought yeah. Cole was okay. He was not bad for, like, an introduced character. I was disappointed with what they did with his character, like, in terms of, like, superpower type thing. Um, mm. I think that there was... There was a few missteps. Like, even Reptile, I felt, was, like, a little under... under... handled. Um, 
now I'm coming from this as a fan of the games and the mythology of the games you know what I mean I, I, I do know a lot about Mortal Kombat I grew up playing Mortal Kombat it was at one point one of my favorite games ever when Mortal Kombat 9 came out or 2011 whatever it was I got really into that game um, and I love the story mode in there uh, I think that so I'm coming from a fan perspective on this for me I feel like it, in terms of like fan service I think the movie did pretty well like it, it made sure to get enough characters in and still want you like wanting more characters and wondering if other characters were going to turn up um, and it handled the, the ones that it handled pretty well um, where I have most issues with this film is with the script itself. I do agree with Jeremy that it feels like half a movie in a certain aspect. Like, it felt like there was more to be done by the end of this. And that could be because they want to do sequels. I mean, you could do a bunch of these, honestly. There's so many more Mortal Kombat characters that they haven't even scratched the surface on. Like, I mean, no Baraka, no Katana, Shao Kahn, Cyrax, Sektor, Smoke, Ermac, Rain. I mean, there's so many characters. Shiva, Striker, um, Kentaro. I mean, the list just goes on and on with all the different characters that are that are out there still. Um, and Sindel. Um, <laughs> I could just keep naming them, but uh, I think like for me, like the script is like the biggest issue. Um, you have this sort of it's a little sloppy how it's done right like you have everybody like shang sung breaking the rules even though he's up nine mortal combats like the first one to ten can take over the other world he's up not like he's he's nine he has nine wins and he's like sneaking to to cheat basically which is funny because it ultimately ends up like not working because of that um but it doesn't really make sense either and like the tournament's never fought really so it's just like all pre-game before the tournament it's like and it's like i kind of wanted the yeah. tournament i like the tournament concept and they don't do the tournament at all. It almost feels more like an action, um, like uh, like spy, like a like SWAT team, like special forces movie or something at, at times. Um, and I, I don't know. I I didn't really love that about it. And then I feel like they completely butcher Goro. I think he looks fine. He looks good and stuff like that. But like anybody who's played mortal kombat or really thinks about the games like goro is super iconic he's like the first introduction to a boss you get of course shang sung is the original boss of the the first mortal kombat but he's a sub boss and arguably more scary than the main boss because shang sung doesn't look intimidating while goro looks extremely intimidating and he's supposed to be this super scary character right like you're like wow man this is gonna be you know th this is gonna be hard to defeat him and they're like actually 
It's going to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. <laughs> Go on. Why are you mad? Because, dude, you're not funny. That's a joke you stole from a bit. <laughs> uh, like, the least funny part of the bit. <laughs> it's the funniest part of the bit. <laughs> but and, and I'm like this kind of sucks like why is Goro like th- like they don't build him up enough as this super villain and they don't make the characters go through enough trials and tribulations to defeat him like they're like basic script writing especially like this hero arc of Cole like it should be like he barely li- like he's a- on the brink of death and and you know what I mean or like he gets defeated a bunch and and rises to the occasion. I don't know. It just didn't. It felt like they did Goro an injustice by making him defeated so easily. I also don't love what they did with Scorpion and Sub Zero. Um, I don't know. It's like Scorpion is sort of a hero character in this, but he's always sort of been a villain. And yeah, Sub-Zero and him have beefed, but they were like kind of both on the same side while beefing type thing. I think they were always considered um, bad guys in the game. So I kind of I see what they did there. They made the story more about the two most iconic characters. Um, and I, I, I could see how that's kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. Um, the locations are really cool. There's there's a lot of the actually Kano saw a lot of memes saying Kano's the actor who played Kano is in the hospital uh, due to uh, a back injury from carrying the whole movie. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> and I agree. Like he is really good in the movie. He has so many great lines. He's foul mouthed. I mean, like, one of my favorite parts is when he's, like, at the dinner table and he wants an egg roll and he calls Kung Lao Kung Pao. <laughs> he's like, I come Kung Pao. Uh, he's really good. Kano is a lot of fun in the movie. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, I think that was a great review. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you think? Well, I mean, I don't have a lot to say nearly as much as you because I'm not a diehard fan. I played the games here and there, but, like, I don't know every character name and know how they should be and all that stuff. Because whenever I did play the games, that was a long, long time ago. So I don't really have that relation with it as much as you and other people would. I wasn't super pumped for this movie because of that as well. But going into it, I actually ended up having a pretty decent time with it. Um, and I think Kano was a big part of it because I found his like co- comedic moments to be really funny and effective. And he just has a lot of really great memorable lines. Um, I-, I like the setting. Uh, and um, I do like, you know, I like some of the fighty parts. Um, I do agree it feels like almost feels like a setup type movie to like something bigger in a way like i thought this was gonna be a lot more intense like fighty actiony than it really was which i'm okay with because i'm not super into those types of films anyway but it did feel kind of like set up so i could see why people would be a little disappointed being you know big fans of the game series or whatever and wanting some more but 
overall, I did I did enjoy it. I thought it was a, a fun watch. Mm -hmm. So. Um. <clears throat> okay, so let's go into letterboxed reviews here. Um. I, have... I like this one real quick. I like the one that says none of these moves ever explained why they spell combat with a K. <laughs> no, but they did say they, they did made point it, it out in this one. Yeah, they're like, they didn't even spell it right. Yeah. Um, Alright, so uh, positive review here. We have it from Christy Turnipseed. Turnipseed? Christy Turnipseed. That can't be a real last name, right? It might be, buddy. Seaman could be a last name. Um, well, I can't turn... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, favorite films. Labyrinth, Suspiria, Amadeus, Judy Gar... Oh, wait. Meet me in St. Louis. That's very... <laughs> That's very random. I thought the movie... I thought her favorite... I thought the title of the movie was Judy Garland at first. Because it's, oh. like, bigger on the cover. I see, I see. Um, Holly would be like, Judy Garland? Yeah. Holly she loves Judy. Judy Garland. She does. Um, okay. So, uh, she says, <clears throat> Man, all the hate I'm seeing for this, and I'm like, shocked emoji. Uh, I thought this was fun as hell, but I also didn't expect much out of it. I think if you keep your expectations low, you'll enjoy it a lot more. That being said, I loved all the characters and the great actors played them. Kano, man, what a, what a dude with some fun lines. Uh, people are wondering, why did they bring the whole new character when there's so many in MK? Well, I think they did it in a way to bring people who are not familiar with the history or the origins of these characters to see... A character's new origin from the beginning and it was done in a cool way to relate to scorpion i think lewis tan did a great job as cole young bite me it was awesome to see goat hot hiroyuki sandra as scorpion he's not in the film for long but he certainly stills the show when he is give me that sequel and she gave it a seven or a three and a half out of five um one thing I want to comment on, I do understand what she's getting at about the, like, why bring a new character in and to, like, oh, well, the new character is supposed to be the audience and they're learning the history of Mortal Kombat with the person. And I've seen that argument, but I've also seen, like, okay, but why couldn't you just take, like, one of the original characters and just have it be them learning it for the first time, like Sonya or something? Yes, right. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't mind the introduction of Cole. I just think what they do with him at the end with like his superpower is like super lame. Yeah. Good review, Turnip Seed. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, the negative review <laughs> says... Mm-hmm. This one's long, so I don't want to... Wow, that's way too long. Not reading that. See, buddy? See? <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? Uh, Letterbox reviews suck. Okay, here we go. Half star. This is from Silent Dawn. And Silent Dawn 
favorite films is Kill Bill, The Exorcist 3, Blank, and Out of the Past. Or wait, Grosse Point Blank and Out of the Past. Wide array of films there. Right. Okay, this person says, Stay far away from whatever this shit is. Say what you will about 1995 Mortal Kombat as an adaptation, but it has a delightful sense of style and crazed techno energy. Which I agree with that. It's a great to, uh, with a couple of beers and the volume cranked. This one is Mortal Kombat for the content era, which means it's poorly lit, full of quips that honestly could be replaced with fart sound and little to no change, and directed with too many unnatural close-ups and medium shots for the action. I do hate that. Not to mention Mm -hmm. it's cut to shreds in the editing, and designed entirely for a sequel in a larger universe maybe they should focus on making a decent movie first before worrying about the next five installments there's no tournament in this if you're making a movie for the fans how do you fuck that up and that's the least of its problems mortal kombat is mostly miserable experience anti-fun in the way that mk movie shouldn't be destined to be watched on hbo max in the daytime or in a multiplex with dim projector bulbs Oh. I feel like that dude was way too harsh on it. Yeah, he was mad. It's not that. It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just had I've... some problems with it. Yeah. You know. And like I said, I found it to be just enjoyable and fun, and I didn't think too much into it because I just didn't really care about what it's like based off of. I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, I thought the gore was good, which is good. You know, there was some good gore in there, which mm. is important. Um, mm. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this one up with our rate, r- r- final thoughts and and ratings. Go All right. Ahead. Yeah, like I said, I had a good time with it. Um, I didn't, I didn't really think much of it. Um, and JP obviously has more history with the content but for me it was just a fun move i gave it a seven and a half out of ten all right um i think that (coughs) sorry i think it's pretty good um after thinking about like some of the issues that i had with it i did lower my rating um i just wanted a little bit different stuff and um oh another thing i'll say is like this movie made me not want to watch trailers again and i have been trying to avoid them but it's like so pain in the ass like that was such an annoying point in my life where i'd walk out of every trailer and stuff like that yeah that was annoying for all of us (laughs) but like this movie's trailer like absolutely destroyed this movie for me because everything that you see in the movie like every scene is in the trailer it's so annoying um Mm. anyway the gore was good i will give him mad props for actually being gory because that is important um with mortal Kombat. uh but yeah it's a pretty pretty good movie it's just not great to me i gave it a 7 out of 10 cool all right and uh with that said that's it for this uh week's show we'll see you guys next time i believe we don't have anything lined up for once so uh we'll we'll uh figure it out down the road right we shall all right thank you guys for listening peace out
Bye-bye.